Lock and Load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. This beautiful Saturday morning in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. One of the nicest towns in the, or cities in the, in the country, really, if you got to be downtown i prefer the country but uh you know got to come downtown every once in a while that's a good place to be i've uh, got a couple of things going on i want to remind you first about our um, signature raffle uh, john monroe has uh, signed a colt python 357 magnum six inch barrel uh it's a python elite that is uh, it's been discontinued but it was in his private collection for quite a while He's the only one that's ever owned it, and uh, his signature is engraved on the uh, on the frame of the of the firearm. It's a very beautiful gun. You can find it at our website. Uh, it's been featured in our last couple updates, and uh, tickets are twenty dollars a piece. Or if you buy five tickets, you get the sixth one free. It's a it's really a collector's item. The gun is is valued at somewhere between thirty five hundred and four thousand dollars. So it's a it's a real nice pistol, and uh, we need to, it, of course, uh, everything that we raffle, we use for funds running Georgia Carry. Uh, we filed a lot of lawsuits. We expect some more lawsuits in the coming years, and those things get sometimes expensive. So that's what we use the money for. We don't ask you to donate to our cause, but that is a good way for you to donate to our cause and perhaps be a lucky winner when it's all over with. Uh, the rules are on the, on the website. Uh, the other thing... Um, there's a couple of things that, that are going on. One, for those of you who have not heard, uh, uh, Tuesday before last, I believe it was, either Tuesday or Wednesday before last, there was a lawsuit filed against Governor Deal and uh, Attorney General Carr by six college professors in the University of Georgia system. They're claiming that the campus carrying uh, law is unconstitutional and that it creates all kind of havoc on the on the campus that you know does away with free speech and all that kind of good stuff things that they've always said but they also say that it's a, a there's a constitutional issue that the general assembly does not have the right to pass such a law uh, over the uh, board of regents because the board of regents should be over the the campuses and so that will come up in the near future. Uh, we're not we're not totally involved with everything that's on it, other than we're pretty sure that Bloomberg is is funding the bill. So you're going to be hearing more about that as we go along uh, and see how things happen. My understanding is that there's not too many people that are real happy about that, other than the gun prohibitionist people. So that's something that's on the calendar for a future date, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more before it's over with, uh, and we'll see. We'll just see how that comes out. Uh, another thing is, on the way in, I was talking on the radio this morning to uh, to my good buddy up in uh, West Virginia. His name's Daniel Hall. A lot of you may recognize him as he's the um, NRA lobbyist 
that's been down here for the last couple of years and has worked very, very closely with us and has helped us, and we've helped him, and and we have worked together the way groups should work together. If they have something that uh, we don't want passed or we don't want to talk about or we just let hands go, we tell them go build, do their own bill, and same thing with them. If, uh, if they don't like something about our bill, then they say, well, we'll go do this. But we don't, we don't fight each other's bills. And uh, he has uh, decided that he's, he's gotten a good offer to go lobbyist for uh, some other companies and make a whole lot more money, and he has decided that that's where he's going to go. So we're gonna, they're going to be looking for somebody down here to replace him, and we're hoping that it's another guy like he and his predecessor, uh, Daniel Carey, who helped bring the two uh, organizations together. If you remember, when we first started off, uh, we we had a real bad fallout with the NRA, and we fought them for about ten, uh, well, about eight years, and we finally got a lobbyist down here that would listen to us, and we mended our fences, and that's when we got HB sixty passed, and that's when we got the campus carry bill passed, and uh, that's with them working together with us. So I hate to see Daniel go, but of course I wish him good luck, and uh, I'm sure he'll do good uh, no matter where he goes. Uh, also today, I have a, a guest who um, answered the the call when I put out a, a call in the update for somebody to, that we were interested in somebody co-hosting the program. And a fellow by the name of Mark Swenson, which many of you know, probably if you've seen, a, if you've been to any of our conventions, you've probably seen him because I think he's been to about every one of them. Just about. And uh, he is uh, with me today. We're kind of. <clears throat> Giving him a run, let him see what uh, what everybody thinks, what we think about him, and and how he likes it. You know, he's got to drive downtown every day, uh, every week if he wants to do it as well. So, uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about Mark and talk about some other things that might be going on. And uh, I'm sure Mark's going to have a few things to to bring into the conversation. So, without further ado, my guest Mark Swenson. Welcome, Mark. Well, thank you, Jerry, and uh, thank you for all the work you do. Uh, you know, for us through uh, Georgia Carey, we do appreciate it. Well, Thank you, but that doesn't that doesn't get you any points. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. Yeah, I'm Mark Swenson. Uh, uh, my wife and I blend a sing. We uh, own and operate Armed Citizens of Georgia. It's a firearms training group um, based in Gwinnett and Walton County. And uh, Jerry invited me here today to um, do a little discussion about uh, probably issues of the days, laws, or any kind of insights uh, like that. Uh, I do appreciate the invite. And um, a little bit about me. I was a uh, I've been in Atlanta since 1968. I was born in New Jersey and moved here as, a, as soon as I found out where I was. Mm-hmm. And um, went to school here. I went to Georgia Tech and studied. Um, so I've been an Atlanta native, as it were, since about 1968. You got here 10 years before me. 10 years before you. There yeah. was no 285 when I got here. <laughs> well, they were working on it. When I, well, they were working on it still. They're still they, working on it. You know, I moved here in 78, and, and some of the guys that I was calling on, I was in sales at that time. And... Uh, some of the people I were calling on, they asked me a month or two afterwards, said, well, how do you like Atlanta? I said, I think it's going to be a great place when they get it built. <laughs> and they're still working on it right across the street here in Spring it. Street. And you still believe it. They're still working on it. Still building big buildings, still uh, making the roads wider, et cetera. And the traffic still sucks. Oh, absolutely. But uh, that's one of the things you have to put up with if you live in town. That's one of the reasons I prefer the country. But. Uh, at any rate, uh, and I moved from a much better place, gun-wise at least, well, ever-way-wise as far as I'm concerned, but uh, I moved here from Texas, so uh, 
I didn't ask you where you're from because my grandfather taught me at an early age. Never ask a guy where he's from. If he's from Texas, he'll tell you. Otherwise, no need to embarrass him. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, you um, you were born in, in New Jersey. Yes, I was. Upstate, where, what part of New Jersey? I was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Um, Lou Costello was born in uh, Patterson, New Jersey also. So mm-hmm. I would say the three best things that ever came out of Patterson were me, of course, uh, Lou Costello, and I-95. I was going to say I-95. And first. here I sit. <laughs> I say I- I-95 was probably first, in my opinion, but that's beside the point, too. Uh, somebody asked me what the best thing to come out of Bells, Texas, was here a while back, and I told them Highway 82. But uh, <laughs> uh, Now, let's see, Patterson, it, I'm not familiar exactly where that is. I know of Patterson, but is that upstate, downstate? Where is it? It's kind of in the middle of the state. Okay. It's just in the big conglomeration from Jersey City to just a big, you know, just a big, uh, you know, just a big urban sprawl. Okay. Well, there are a, lot of, a lot of people don't realize it, that uh, the reason New Jersey is called the Garden State is because it is a big garden when you get south, when you go up north. We call it the garbage state. That's right. It goes from garden to garbage, <laughs> which is, you know, that, that happens quite a bit anyway, just uh, in the country, but... Uh, so you, your family moved down here, you moved down here by yourself, what? I know my uh, father was transferred down here from Continental Can Company okay. back in, uh, 68 okay. and, had, uh, had been here ever since he moved on to Coca-Cola and, you know, been here based in Atlanta for a good long time is now since moved back to, uh, Massachusetts, another one of those blue states. Yeah. That's, uh, well, we won't talk about Massachusetts, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, the, um. The the outlook on farms is quite different between here and there. But I'm assuming at your age, uh, you you weren't old enough to do a lot of farms uh, up there, but you got involved in it after you got down here. Absolutely, yeah. Once I got down here, then you know firearms, starting with BB guns and twenty right. twos and and such like that. It's been kind of a part of my life for a good long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was I was kind of raised around guns. Uh, everybody had one. It wasn't a big deal. Nobody nobody worried about anything. Kids could walk down the street, you know, ten, twelve years old with a with a shotgun or or a rifle on their shoulder, and and the only thing people would say is, "Are you going hunting? or you been hunting?" And if you're going hunting, they say, "Be careful." If you've been hunting, they say, "What'd you get?" And it, it was just a way of life. And now, you know, somebody do that downtown, you're in trouble. You're going to be on the sidewalk eating dirt. That's right. They're going to be rolling in hot. That's correct. I, I don't. Uh, I don't uh, like that idea. I think it would be a whole lot better off if we were like we were. You know, there's some things that have changed about the country in the last 35, 40 years that are, are much better, and there's a lot of things that have changed that are much worse. And, and gun laws, obviously, have been one of those things until the last 10 years when we've started making a little bit of difference. In uh, we've come up to the end of the first segment here. I need to remind you, I need to go to uh, georgiacarry.org, our website. You can find anything you want uh, to know about Georgia Carry on there. You can find the contacts. You can uh, email me. You can call me. Uh, you can see what we've done. You've got all the lawsuits on there. You can join up for $20 a year. You can, um, and if you do join, uh, we'll keep you informed of everything that's going on in the, in the gun laws. Uh, you can also follow us at Georgia Carry on Twitter. I'm at GotYourBack64 on Twitter. And you can download the commercial free podcast, NewsTalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. 
Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. I'm here today with Mark Swenson, who is uh, helping me out with the radio today. And uh, who knows, if y'all like him and I like him, and uh, all we may just have you on here on a regular basis. We'll have to see how that works out. Uh, I would point out also that not only have you been to most of the conventions, and, I, I, and it may be all of them, I don't know. I know I've seen you at an awful lot of conventions. Uh, and uh, you and Blend, it seems like, as a matter of fact, most of the time I see the ticket sales. I see an email when I, when they come through, and y'all are one of the first ones to to uh, sign up for the convention. That's right. We're always on board. Uh, y'all and a, and a fellow by the name of Cooley, he's he's always there. I, you know, I, I look at that and say, well, okay, here we come. They're they're going to be there. Uh, last year, not this past year, but the year before, uh, Belinda helped uh, organize the the. Uh, convention if i'm not mistaken yes she did yeah help with uh one of the uh one of the fashion shows right uh help getting one of the um from the marietta police department to right. do the uh, civilian active shooter response right. uh training and that was that was one of the best things uh according to the people that, that attended unfortunately i don't get to attend an awful lot of them because of everything that's going on in the background you know somebody has to work while y'all are out having fun but um that was one of the that we got more comments on how good that was than almost any other in uh, any other event that we put on at the convention. Well, that was good to hear. We appreciate that. And we, we matter of fact, we talked about it last year and we said, nah, two years in a row, that might be a little bit too much, but we may want to do it again next year or so. Well, you let us know and we'll, we'll hit the contacts right. and we'll get them back. Well, we uh, we will probably be letting you know. Or letting Belinda know anyway. You, you didn't do a good job. She did. Uh, we're, we're probably letting her know that we're going to need her assistance this coming year because we have uh, we have just about signed contracts on. Uh, we've reached we've reached uh, agreement in in uh, principle. Uh, it's just a matter now of filling out the paperwork. Uh, we've signed a contract for next year's convention, which is the tenth annual convention. Which I don't think any of us ever dreamed that we'd get that far, but. Uh, we will uh, we will be at Stone Mountain, and it's August twenty fourth and twenty fifth at the Stone Mountain Evergreen Marriott. Yeah, the Resort Conference Resort Center. Conference Center. That's a that's beautiful correct. place. That's it a is. great place to hold it. All right, and it's got a, there's a rotunda room that we've got planned for the life member luncheon. It's it's really a cool room just to be there, and um, it's also uh, we're we're working on uh, perhaps some live entertainment, and we if we get the speaker that we're trying to get, uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a great day. It's it's uh, and I can't tell you either one of those yet because we don't we don't know for sure. But you don't kiss and tell. No, no, can't tell you that. But I can tell you that it's going to be a, it will be one heck of a show if we get everything put together the way we are now, or the way we're talking about it. And we may even extend it a little bit more to some time. We may start like early Friday morning or, or noon Friday and have more things on Friday and Saturday this time than last time. But the good thing about it, it's one of the things we want to do uh, in the past. As a matter of fact, when we went down to uh, Callaway Gardens and then got shot down, so to speak. So to speak. Uh, we wanted a place uh, that was a, a uh, destination, a weekend destination where you could take your kids, you could take uh, you know, the wife that, that doesn't want to come talk about guns. There's things she can do, even if it's just set out by the pool and sunbathe. That's know. right. There's an awful lot of things that are going on at, at Stone Mountain. And uh, I've talked to some people who said they're going to bring their, their RBs because there's 
RV parking out there. There is. It's a great campsite, right. RV parking. And, and they, they figure they can have some pretty good parties in, out there. Oh, in absolutely. The yeah, a little tailgate party before yeah. the big 10th uh, year uh, reunion. And we don't have to worry about, uh, don't have to worry about the closing uh, hour at that time either. Of course, we never worry about that anyway. No, nah, you shut the place down every time. Yeah, well, we, we shut it down well after that, too. When you get to, <laughs> there's, uh, some people can tell you about what happens in my room afterwards, but uh, we... Uh, we normally have a drink or two up there as well. There's there's very very few times that we don't celebrate whatever we can celebrate, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to getting it planned. We're, we've got, uh, what, 11 months or so, about 11 months to get it done. So we should have a very good good uh, uh, venue, uh, a good uh, itinerary set up, and uh, we're hoping that it's uh, it's well attended. Well, it should be, yeah. I mean, although I do appreciate, you know, the Waverly um, for, you know, taking care of us for the past nine years and such. It's uh, it's nice to get a little change of, change of venue, a little yeah. change of scenery. Yeah, it is. They have been uh, they have been very good to us, plus the fact that it's it's very easy for us to work with them. We just, you know, a lot of that stuff we can do over the telephone because they know us. They know what we want. Uh, we know who to go see if we have a problem, et cetera. And one of the good things about, about this one we found out after we get started looking over there is the lady that I believe the lady that we originally worked with over in uh, at the Waverly here in uh, Atlanta, we uh, she has moved over to the Evergreen Center and or she's she's moved somewhere else. At any rate, she's over that uh, a portion of that, so she's helped get us in as well. So she knows that you know a lot of times these people we can say, well, we're going to have guns and we're going to take them into the bars. They get all upset about it. And, That's right. And we've got nine years over here at the Waverly at they'll tell you anytime you want to, no problems. Nothing's ever happened before. Nope. It's not. And it, hadn't it won't been any, ever. Nope. It hadn't been any dis- accidental discharges. It hadn't been anybody getting drunk and shooting somebody. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not going to happen because we, we're, we're responsible about what we do. We're, we know better than that. Uh, and it, it's it's just a shame that, that some of the antis uh, can't watch some of the participation and see how how well we get along with the people that we go to their places and do things you know every every time i think i mentioned last week uh, when we have a um, an open carry luncheon or an open carry dinner or brunch whatever it is a lot of times especially a few years ago when we would tell somebody we're coming or ask if you know tell them we always were up front about we're going to have 30 people in here with firearms openly carrying right and sometimes they would be a little bit concerned but every one of them that we ever went to when we left we were told you're welcome back here anytime you want to come we appreciate your business and and that's just the way it's been it's the way it'll continue to be well they start to realize that they're uh, in the uh, safest restaurant anywhere in the state and that's probably what they're coming to it's like they're a great group of people well, not they, rowdy rambunctious yep, yep. and uh, you're very safe yep that's true tell me a little bit about uh tell me a little bit about your uh your instruction you say y'all run a training center yes we do uh armed citizens of georgia Uh, we are nra certified instructors uh we're also uh asp integrated uh weapons instructors Uh, the ass has the baton handcuff Mm -hmm. and integrated light tactical instructors oh i thought it was your attitude (laughs) (laughs) could be a little bit of both you never know (laughs) sorry and so we've been um our primary mission is for uh, folks defending themselves. We want them to get up that day and go to bed that night and be safe and go home to their families right. is what it comes down to, whether right. it's a 
um, a home invasion type scenario, whether you're just uh, you know minding your own business, just trying to load your groceries from Kroger's. Right. So it's based on uh, you know practical self defense. We do use non lethal. We try to avoid at any cost, sure. one way or the other. But if we have to get in an unpleasant social situation, we would like to de-escalate. We'd like to uh, escape it. Sure. Last comes the last. We do have our, our rights to our, our firearms to defend our life. That's correct. Well, it, you know, that, that brings up one of the things uh, uh, that the antis will always tell you, you know, that, that you can't do it that way. If, if you're carrying a gun, first thing you do is pull it out and shoot somebody. That's right. They think Which it's the is, Wild West. It's going to be yeah. like a you know showdown on you know well some, they, they spaghetti western. Yeah, they don't really think it's like the Wild West because if they did, they would know the Wild West was a whole lot safer than it is here. You know, they didn't stand out in the middle of the street and draw guns. They, those guns you couldn't hit anybody that far as far away as they stood. That's right. Especially the closest, a, the closest one would be Wyatt Earp with his Buntline Special because his barrel was a, a foot long or so. But, yeah, single action only. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it, it they're all the myths and, and everything that goes on. It just doesn't happen in the real world. No, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. And we see that even in our training courses. We see all walks of life. Yeah, got it. Um, yeah, I, that's uh, and that's to me that's the way it ought to be. We need to all walks of life. Everybody got different situations, and everybody needs to learn how to handle those situations right. and given some tools to help, even if they're not armed. You know, there's a lot of tools that you can use even when you're unarmed to de-escalate a situation. Yes, there are. There are verbal commands. You can right. use lights. You can use sounds. Right. Um, well, a lot of times you turn around, and walk off. Exactly. You know, to me, there's no harm in that. I mean, yeah, call me a coward. I don't call me whatever you want to. Call me in the morning. I'll answer the phone. Exactly. If you've if you've avoided this conflict, you've won that battle. Is that's what correct. it comes down that's, to. That's the way I look at it. And not only that battle, you've saved your life, perhaps, and you've also uh, you've also not had to enter into some sort of legal battle where correct. you have to try to prove that you you really were in fear of your life. That this guy really needed to be be put down and take a dirt nap or whatever and uh so that's that's you avoid a lot of situations and when you get in a situation you're talking money too that's right you know you you can spend an awful lot of money unless you're a member of, of one of our sponsors or so like u.s law shield you can spend an awful lot of money defending yourself on something that you had the right to do and should have done exactly and it's just best if you can't avoid it Hey, that's fine. I'll be I'll be a, a living coward. And the last thing you want right. to do is use your firearm. You do not want to correct. harm anyone. You do not want to kill anyone. I just want to go home safe to my family. That's correct. We're coming up to the end of the second segment, which, again, has flown by. I um, want to remind you, go to georgiacarry.org. You can join. $20 a year. You can renew. Uh, you all, we also have auto renewal now, so you can go in and put in your credit card, and, and next year be notified it's time that you're, you're to do, and it will be taken care of uh, automatically you can follow us at twitter on at georgia carry you can follow me at got your back 64 and you can download the commercial free podcast newstalk 1160.com and we will be right back and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director jerry henry Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Here again with uh, Mark Swinson, who is uh, helping me out with the show today and possibly could help me out some more. It goes along. Um, there's a, one thing that's coming up that, that I was reminded of last week by my good friend Alan Powell. Alan, uh, many of you may or may not know, had uh, his uh, 
knee replaced last year. I had a knee replaced right after the uh, session was over, the General Assembly session was over. Went through quite a bit of pain, but he's doing pretty well on it, and now he has to have the other one replaced. So I believe it's October the 16th he is uh, going in to have the other knee replaced. At least that's the plans right now. He's got a golf uh, tournament coming up next week, and after that one's over with, he's going to take a little bit of time, and then he's going to go into the to the doctor and have the or the hospital and have the knee replaced. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He's uh, he's going to go through a whole lot more pain, but uh, he says as much better as he feels now. If that continues next year, he'll be a be a happy camper. Well, so good luck and Godspeed. He will do that. He's a, he's a he's a good guy. Um, so uh, now that we've got our public service announcements out of the way, uh, we had, uh, let's see, what, what kind of things went on this week? Have we had any shootings? In, I believe there was somebody uh, somewhere I read uh, three people went into a house and one of them came out. The other two stayed. Uh, good, good story because uh, the, the homeowner was armed. I can't remember the sto- which story that Is was. Is that the Oklahoma City? A uh, girlfriend drove her uh, boyfriend and a couple of cohorts to a to a home, and well, actually, none of them came out. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure about that. At any rate, it, I just I know we've had a couple of shootings around here lately uh, because of of self defense. We've had a couple in a lot of other places. Of course, Chicago continues to go on their merry way of setting records of, of more shootings and more killings, and in their efforts to prove that gun control works, which Looks to me like it's not working real well, but... It's failed everywhere it's tried like that. Gun-free zones, unfortunately, seem to yep. be prone to more violent acts. Gun-free zones, in my opinion, are responsible for... Uh, well, they're they're responsible for just about all of the mass shootings uh, because they just don't occur anywhere else. Uh, I was going to say they're responsible for more killings, but they're really not responsible for more killings. Uh, thugs on the street are more responsible for that. But, you know, the thing about the gun control is you're not going to keep thugs from having guns. Nope. Never have. Criminals, prohibition Prohibition didn't keep people from drinking. Criminals by nature are not going to abide by the laws, so passing law 10,001 against uh, the guns is not going to change anyone's behavior. Right. If it was only 10,001, it's more like 20,000. 20,000 or some, a but, couple of million. <laughs> but but you're right. It doesn't matter. It, it, you, you go, I, I've asked people, well, you want to pass this law? we got one just like it sitting over here. That's not working. Well, we'll change a little bit. It's not a whole lot you can change. When you say you can't carry into this building that's a government building or whatever it is, what kind of a law are you going to change that's going to keep a criminal from out of there? None whatsoever. If, uh, you know, the the penalty of first-degree felony murder doesn't scare you, I don't think a misdemeanor carrying a gun in the wrong place is going to do it. Yeah, normally that's not a big deterrent. But there are people. I've heard that statement made down uh, at the uh, General Assembly during during hearing. Yes. You know, why would you want that there? Well, that, that that's something else they can charge you with. Well, you got capital murder. What so are you going to do? Gonna Tack on a $100 fine? <laughs> the guy's going to commit capital murder, and you think he's going to stay out of there with a firearm? Give me a break. That isn't going to do it. going to happen. Um, Antioch, uh, Tennessee, a yeah, church that, shooting. That's one church shooting. And what happened? Who Who stopped the church shooting in its tracks? Well, a brave individual leaped on top and confronted the attacker. And then he went to his car and got his gun. And he came back and he held him until the police got there. There you go. So, you know, it, it's uh, 
And and that's you know that's also the other question. Well, who needs a gun in church? Well, obviously there were several people in that church that could have used one that day. Yeah, they could have. And too many folks look at the um, like as a probability. It's like, well, what are the chances? You know, point one percent. Oh, yeah, point six percent. Oh, Rob, yeah. can you yeah. give me fifty percent of your money? It doesn't work right. that way. It's either zero percent, it hasn't happened, or it's one hundred percent. It did. Yes, you're right. And plus the fact, if it's point zero zero one percent, and that point zero zero one percent is you it ain't good that's right it'd be end yeah. up being your 100 percent, and it's uh it's in a way life insurance we insure our property our homes our cars oh, yeah. i wish i could get all that money back that was useless because i've never needed it right right but then again you know your ability to defend yourself in a way is crime insurance that's correct and if you if you didn't have it and you did need it then you would be in a world of hurt again and that's the same right. thing you know and, it's, it's kind of like mark uh mark walter said never leave your con- home without your or never leave your cave without your club, and that's kind of the way I look at it. I, Absolutely. I uh, I will assure you that when I leave the house, I have a firearm on. And if you walk into my house during the day, there's a good chance I still got it on. If, I, I, if I have, I've been outside, I've still got it on probably. Yep, I carry it 24-7 because, you know, criminals are getting smarter. Uh, some are kind of dumb, the ones who rob a convenience store, set their gun down, and start counting the money. Right. The rest are incredibly smart in a very scary way that they scope you out. They That's wait right. for you to come outside to the mailbox or when you're cutting the grass so they can Correct. sneak up behind you. So having it with you all the time um, – is a much better deterrent. It's, it's oh, yeah. better in your case. That way you don't know where, when it's going to happen. Because yeah. if you knew, you probably wouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah. So always I, be prepared. Uh, I, I kind of live out in the country, what used to be county, but uh, Fulton County's done away with counties now, so there's not really any counties. But um, they built a subdivision across the street from me. And the entrance in and out of the subdivision is right at my driveway, and, and I openly carry most of the time. Uh, any time I can ca- openly carry, basically I do. Uh, the only time I, I cover it normally is when I'm going someplace where I just don't want anybody to see it because I'm not sure whether I should be there or not. And the other time is if I'm wearing a coat. Well, you, it's kind of hard to strap a strap a holster around the outside of a coat. It looks a little bit funny. You know? right. So uh, I don't do that. But every time I go, uh, well, when I, uh, when they first put the subdivision in, and I still do it quite a bit. When I pull in the driveway, I get out, openly carrying over, go to my mailbox, and let everybody coming out of there see me carrying a firearm. Right. Nearly everybody that comes out of that fire out of that subdivision waves at me. Never had any trouble. Nobody, nobody has said a word to me about anything else other than you know, hey neighbor, and, and that's, that's right. it. So, and then every once in a while we go back down by the lake and and pop off a couple hundred rounds, and you know they hear the shooting and. They say, well, you know, maybe we should stay away from that place. And that, to me, is an insurance policy, any way you look at it. It very well could be, yeah. If that's a deterrent, but you're not using anything in a threatening manner. No, uh uh-uh. Exactly. No, it's just they know that there are farms over there. And and, uh, most of my neighbors are the same way. They'll they'll go out and do a little target practice every once in a while, and especially around uh, hunting season. I get one guy down there sits on his back porch and and, uh, shoots deer from his back porch. From the back porch. (laughs) I tell him that's too lazy, but, you know. What can you say? Uh, he's got some pretty good deer. From well, Bambi wants court. to come that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't. He won't do it. They won't make that mistake but once. But uh, you know, when when people realize that that you're armed, and I've said for a long time, some of these high robbery neighborhoods, high crime neighborhoods, all all that has to happen in one of those is for somebody to go into the wrong place and get shot, mm-hmm. and that neighborhood will become pretty safe 
pretty soon. It does happen. Because people say they're not that stupid. They say, hmm, if John could get shot, Joe could get shot. That's right. And Jim ain't going. Right. So, you know, it's it's kind of a deterrent in that, that fashion that it tells you that, hey, stay away from these people. That's right. It happened in the DeKalb County neighborhood. In fact, an apartment complex, a gentleman tried to uh, uh, kick in a door of a of a tenant there. And I wouldn't recommend doing this, but he... Uh, shot his shotgun right through the door, Ooh, yeah, and um, he killed the attacker who was yeah. trying to break in unlawfully. Mm-hmm. One, you know, one should identify what they're shooting at before yeah. they do that, right? But more than likely, in that particular complex, there would probably be a little uh, decrease in crime there, knowing that that could happen. Well, normally, if it's a policeman, they'll announce themselves, so you know, and nobody else should be kicking your door in. That's right, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's kind of the, kind of trial and error. You know, we should know who's uh, who's there. That's right. But, and I agree with you. You shouldn't be just shooting off. Uh, you know, you, you shouldn't pull Joe Biden, go outside and shoot shotgun twice in the air. Yeah, don't follow the uh, ex-vice president's advice. Uh, and, that'd, be a, that'd be a crime of yeah. negligent discharge and endangering others. That's and a, correct. Probably a host and, of other things. And not only that, you would just have uh, emptied your, your firearm so you couldn't hurt. You couldn't uh, defend yourself if somebody turned around. If you turned around, somebody behind you because now your gun's empty. That's right. It's not so, a scare tactic. It's not meant to nope. scare someone away. It's meant nope. to come out when... Um, when you're faced with a life-threatening situation. That's correct. It's a tool that's supposed to be used as a tool when it's necessary to use that tool. And that's it. Learn how to use it. Train with it because the very same Constitution that gives you your, your right to keep and bear arms will be used against you if you used it unlawfully or incorrectly. Well, you so better believe it will. Keep up with your training and uh, be aware of all the laws in your state. Yeah, and that, that, I think the, the last thing you said was probably one of the most important. That's keep up with the laws in your state. Know what you can do, know what you can't do. And as I pointed out before, and will again until we get it changed, that if you pull your farm and point it at somebody, you have just committed a felony if you don't shoot them because that is aggravated assault. And if the guy, if, if the guy that's attacking you is smart enough to go call the cops when he points the gun at, when you point the gun at him, uh, and the cops come back, they can arrest you and you can go to jail and you will be a felon and lose. You're right. So you end up with a he said, she said, or he said, he said situation. We don't want that. That's correct. Uh, I want to remind you one more time go to georgiacarry.org, www.georgiacarry.org. Our name is our website. Uh, you can join, you can renew, you can find out everything we've uh, done, you can find out what the status of any lawsuits, et cetera, that we have. You can follow us at Georgia Carry on Twitter. Uh, you can download the commercial-free podcast at Newstalk1160.com of this show, and we will be right back. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Uh, I am here again with uh, Mark Swenson. We're uh, conducting this radio program kind of as an interview for him and, and uh, help me out because I, I find that if I have somebody to talk to, it's a whole lot easier to make it through the day. I don't have to continually remind myself and rack my brain about what we're going to talk about because they contribute to the conversation as well. That's right, because social media is not that social. One-on-one, <laughs> now that's social. That's right. I agree with you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm 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 kind of kind of withdrawing from social media to a degree because it's just it's just too much to keep up with and and you know if you really if you're really into Facebook and things like that next thing you know you can be way down in a hurry because everybody wants to put all their problems on 
Facebook and talk yeah. about all the bad things that happen. And and every once in a while, you see something good and make you smile. But for the most part, it's my problems versus your problems, and I don't have time for your problems. I've, I'm trying to solve the problems I got. Exactly. And sometimes with Facebook, we do this a lot of our courses is, you know, if you advertise too much about yourself, your That's children, right. where you are, what you're doing, right. it can set you up to be a target. You to, better believe it. To a point that um, uh, ID, discover, uh, discovery, um, yep. ID Discovery, they have a whole uh, series called uh, Web of Lies right. to where right. folks are sucked into horrible situations right. because of interactions uh, on the Internet. That's correct. And then you see people that, that uh, post on the Internet, well, we, uh, we're we uh, on vacation. We finally made it to California. Well, great. You're in California. Your house is in Georgia. That's here right. Comes, here come the people that are following you to find out where you're going to be. Exactly. So it, it's, uh, it's not the smartest thing that you can do. No, it isn't. One of the things I wanted to point out also is uh, we were talking about the church shooting up there. And, and uh, you know, we're not only fighting uh, gun prohibitionists. We're fighting, uh, we're fighting media. The media nowadays, uh, they don't tell you everything that's going on. They, they keep out some of the important things that would make a story worthwhile or at least more worthwhile. And it, wouldn't, uh, it would not shade your, your mind or, or uh, try to point you in a certain direction if those facts were in place. Right, so a lot, of times, a lot of times what they leave out is more important than what they put in. And, uh, you know, the last weekend is a good example in, in one respect for me because if you looked at the, the radio or TV or if you listen to radio or TV in the last uh, – or even on the computer with all our news feeds and stuff, if you looked, you would think that the only thing was going on in the whole country Sunday was the fact that 160 football players were kneeling at the national anthem now that's big news 160 millionaires kneeling no 100 yeah <laughs> that's true but but this was what the news was well as we mentioned earlier there was a church shooting that's now right. used to church shootings got a lot of play because they're they're not a, they're not a good thing to happen nobody wants to talk about them absolutely uh, not. Uh, and and we don't want to talk about them if they've happened but we need to know that we, they have happened. we need to know they've happened and we need to tell people that well the new york times uh, did cover the shooting in Tennessee. It was on page 14. Hmm. So, but, of course, the front page was covered with... Trump's with hair's the, out of place. The, yes, all the other other bad things. Hmm. So you've got to learn to kind of watch the media. When you're reading a story, nowadays you just kind of have to dig into it. You have to find out what the real truth is because if you don't, we're, we're going to continue to be led down this this path of... Uh, of uh, destruction, basically, that we're headed down right now. That's right, because so. I always feel like the you know one of the worst disservices the media does isn't by dressing up a story or covering something that isn't that important. It's actually the omission of facts to me that is the worst disservice, keeping us in the dark as to what is really going That's on, correct. so we can make a prudent and informed choice about what we need to do with our right. lives. Right, and it, uh, one of the things that's that's always and I probably shouldn't bring this up too much because it's political, but if you if you read a story about a, a congressman or a senator who has been arrested because he's committed these crimes, if you read that and, and the guy is a Republican, I mean, it starts off Senator so-and-so, Republican, New York. Right. Uh, okay. If it's a Democrat, you read that, and about four, seven, four, five, six, seven paragraphs later, you'll find out that he was a Democrat. Right. They don't mention it unless— He's uh, uh, a conservative. Unless it's a leaner and you just can't ignore that one. Well, 
You're right. That could bring on a lot of comments that we'll just pass on by. But uh, you're right. Uh, that they do play up. And, and there was an uh, uh, op-ed in um, – in the uh, or an editorial in New York Times the day before yesterday talking about why they respected Anthony Weiner, which was after he had been sentenced. So, right. you know, when you got people that are saying that, I really respect this guy after what he's done. You you know that the news is not on the countryside at any rate; they're on their own side. And and I I, I don't know. You, you you've got to watch the news because you got to be informed, but you have got to be careful and skeptical of what's being told to you. Exactly. So when you see a news story. Try different channels. You see what what does NBC say about it? What does CBS? What does Fox News say about it? What does CNN say about it? And maybe between all that, you can possibly get maybe all the facts that you're looking for. Possibly, maybe. <laughs> Even then, there's still. I it, but maybe it's hard to do your own digging. It is. It's very difficult because there, and there are so many uh, uh, fake uh, news outlets nowadays that that just blatantly lie to put out there. Yeah, blogging is not a uh, news editorial. No, it's not. But uh, at any rate, that's uh, we've kind of gotten off Georgia carrying Georgia gun owners, uh, the owners of Georgia guns. Uh, and uh, and that's easy for me to do. I, I, I've gotten to where I, I really, you know, I'm, I don't get excited too much, but I'm getting to where I get real excited about what's going on in this country. And, and it's it's not a good excitement I'm I'm uh, emotional about what's going on because I hate to see the things happening to this country that's happening to this country. That's right. It's uh, it's not the America I grew up in, and and in some ways that's a good thing, as I said earlier. But in a lot of ways now, it's becoming a very bad thing. So you know, we just kind of have to watch what we're doing. At any rate, um, the uh, General Assembly is will be open um, January, January 8th. 8th, which is the second Monday in the of the year every year it's the second monday uh this will be the last uh year in uh in this session it's uh, everybody in g- state government will be up for election with the exception of uh, some of the public service commissions those are six-year terms governor and uh lieutenant governor of course are are uh, four-year terms and uh, as well as the attorney general and a couple others uh, but everybody basically that's going to be reacting or interacting with us is going to be up for re-election next year. We need to get involved locally. We need to find out who these people are, whether they represent our views or not. And if they represent our views, then we need to uh, to get out and help them get elected. It's a good way for you to know your your representative or senator if you got out and knocked on doors for them, if you carried signs, if you passed out uh, his uh, literature, he'll remember that. And uh, people do more for their friends than they do for their enemies. That's right. And folks don't realize just how big of an impact on on you know Georgia lives that your local representative and your local senator oh, yeah. do, not your congressional ones in D.C. Right. They do have a big effect, but right. knowing your state representatives and senators is a uh, is good. You want know, to see where they're at. It, it does affect your life, and to see if you agree with their uh, with their uh, priorities. And it's easy to do. All you need to do is just. Call them up, go by their office, ask them out for breakfast, ask them for lunch, you know. Ask them out for a cup of coffee. Just sit down and talk to them. Tell them who you are, what you what you feel like. And they will remember you, yes. I can assure you. We had one lady that, that called a lady representative a few years ago and asked her to go out and have coffee. She did. Uh, they talked, and uh, the, the representative said that that was the first person that ever done that to her. 
And this person became a strong Georgia Carey backer because of the fact that we had a member that was would go out, was interested enough to go out and talk to her and let her know who we are and what we're doing. That's so, right. So don't be afraid of your uh, your local representatives. They're not correct. like the rock stars in Washington. You can't. They're just regular people that's that correct. will shake your hand. They'll sit down with you. That's right. You don't have to make an appointment, but yep. please get to know them. Yep. You got to do that. There's uh there's power in doing that, and that's what we that's what we need. That's we need to know these people and, and make sure that they and you need to know where they stand, uh, and you need to to be able to hold them accountable to what they're doing. Uh, we're coming up to the end of this program. It's been a very quick program. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you for being here, Mark. Well, thank we'll, you, Jerry, uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have you on again sometime here soon. And um, want to remind you go to georgiacarry.org. You can join twenty dollars a year. Uh, you can follow us at Georgia Carry on Twitter. I'm at GotYourBack64. Uh, you can download the commercial-free podcast of this program and previous programs. I uh, believe they're all uh, available by there's 110 or 15, something like that, at Newstalk1160.com, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.